definitely a good thing, but I think that the experience that they're going to share and the uniqueness of that um, is going to be is going to be something that they're going to look back and cherish for the rest of their lives. That was Edmund Santa Fe coach Kyle White talking about two star-studded recruits from his football team. Today, we take a look at the Chitron brothers, who have a bond so deep that after being adopted, they couldn't pass up the opportunity to play Division I football together, even if one had to flip his commitment from one of the best football programs in America. I'm James D. Jackson, and this is the Oklahoma Sports Insider. Jacob covers OSU athletics for the Oklahoma. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So, Jacob, what was the interest in this story? Obviously, it was for the Super 30 series, but if you weren't doing Super 30, there would still be some interest here. What was that? You know, there, the interest lies in the story of Tavery Chetron, who's a recruit who wasn't necessarily being viewed as much um, as his brother. You know, he's got an adopted brother who's six months younger and uh, Talon Shetron, who's regarded as one of the best receivers in the country. And he'd committed to OU in October and um, Tabry didn't even play football his sophomore year when, when, when Talon blew up. And um, then he decided to play football again. And he had these challenge of how he could go get discovered himself. Yeah, people are watching his brother, but it's different than football than it is, say, basketball or or baseball where you go and you notice someone else. There's a lot of players on the field, and um, uh, Tavery wasn't getting to camps, couldn't get on campus anywhere because the recruiting was shut down. And so this the, the, the heart of this was a kid who had the talent, just had to be discovered. Now, you mentioned they were six months apart as brothers. What was their background like growing up? You know, they, they were adopted as, uh, as babies, from what I understand, um, by the Chetron family. Um, grew up and became best friends and uh, and obviously they're brothers and um, people confuse them for twins all the time and that's not the case. They're uh, six months apart. Uh, Talon actually said it's funny. People think that, that he's the oldest. A lot of people think he's my younger brother, but actually he's the older brother. People don't, I don't know why people get that mixed up. But You see this bond with them that's totally different just because of what they've been through as a family and, and brothers and on the field together and stuff. And so it's really fascinating when you look at all that. So were they related before adoption? No, they, they were not related before. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, now they have that bond together. So you mentioned Tabor gave up football at one point in his career. I guess the big question here is why he he suffered a uh, an injury like a pelvic bone injury in basketball taking a hard fall. And- um, I played my freshman year, then I did hurt my back, then I decided not to play sophomore year, then I came back my junior year. Um, basketball was kind of his first love, anyways, so he decided to focus on that instead of football that year. And you know, he just decided that he wanted to go back out one day when he's playing catches around the football field with his brother and his dad. And one day, I just decided to come out here, play with talent throw the ball around and I learned to love it again. <laughs> it's that simple, right? It really is that simple. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things that, hey, maybe I should go back out there and play. And he fell in love with it again. Wow. So playing football in the yard is what sparked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the stadium, actually. They went there during the pandemic and um, not much else to do. Everything was shut down and they, they got in the field and, and just threw the ball around. So how was he when he came back on the field as a football player? He said, you know, he said the, the hardest part was just adjusting to, to playing varsity football. So, like, I wouldn't, I didn't really know what to expect, so. He never played varsity football. Um, he was a big physical kid anyway, so he always liked the physicality. 
um, you know, being 6'4 and 215 pounds. And- yeah, it, it, was, it was challenging for me. I mean, like getting back in the groove with the, the pads and the helmet on. I've always loved contact mm-hmm. and, and physicality. I play the post in basketball, so I like to mm-hmm. bang down there with the, the big boys. So that wasn't really a challenge for me. The issue was just adjusting to life in varsity football, learning the plays and fitting in. And, and he had to uh, get used to mat, to wearing masks and the hand sanitizing and things like that over and over, you know, because it's just a whole different experience for varsity football last year. He didn't play sophomore year, so he went back his junior year. And most of the time, recruiting happens that junior year. So he was a late bloomer, obviously. How did he catch everybody's attention so quickly? You know, I think, um, you're right, the junior year is the most important year of high school football for a recruit. Um, And it was more of a challenge last year because coaches couldn't go to campus. They couldn't have kids on campus. They couldn't, you know, couldn't recruit in person. And so it was more of a challenge. And I think he gets the benefit of obviously his brother being as talented. People are watching. Um, but then he got better as the season went on. That's an unbelievable year. He's a heck of a tight end and, uh, you know, a real physical blocker and does a great job in the run game. And, you know, late late in the year really came on at, as far as receiving and catching ball. You know, I think he had six touchdowns last year and four of them were in the playoffs. Um, and just, uh, I think the sky's the limit. You know, I think he's, he's just scratching the surface of what he's capable of doing. And um, really kind of started turning heads that way. And he started getting that film out. He started getting offers in January and, and into March and April. And then goes on a visit to Kansas State and goes to camp in Oklahoma State. And that's when the Cowboys offer. And um, they, they saw an opportunity to go and get both brothers. And, and they took advantage of it. That OSU offer sparked a conversation between the two brothers. What happened in that situation where Tabor gets an offer from OSU and telling us the big recruit he's highly ranked and he's already committed to Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma? How did it go about with them two getting together? You know, <laughs> they, they were pretty, pretty low-key about it. Um, Tabor said that... It was simple, really. In fact, I was like, if I go in from OSU, are you going to come with me? And he was like, maybe. And I got one, and we had to make a decision. Yeah. And, and OSU had stayed in the picture, you know, off and on at times with, with talent anyways. Uh, it was kind of like, uh, they really, we didn't really keep in contact that much. You know, yeah. Coach Dunn, he hit me up every once in a while to ask how I'm doing, you know, short conversation. And, you know, as, you know, they started recruiting Tabor a little bit more, they started talking to me a little bit more, mm-hmm. and that's how I had it. And so... The Cowboys never really left Talon's mind necessarily, even though he's committed to OU, and he just couldn't pass up the chance to go play with his brother. And so uh, we told him that you know we both wanted to go up there. You know he was very happy. You know yeah. He said he told us how he would use us and how um, we could use OSU to the best of our abilities. He flipped and joined his brother, and it was kind of just they said it was a pretty quick decision, really. Um, once it became a reality that it could happen, they they took advantage of it. <laughs> That is, that is just amazing how it worked out for them. So for the OSU fanatics who don't know Talon very well, how good is he? He's, I mean, he's regarded as one of the best receivers in the country for a reason. He's tall, he's, he's long, he's fast, um, great hands. And so, you know, I think he's the kind of playmaker that OU or OSU dream of having. Um, he's going to go in and play. The same position that that's that advertised, I guess you say, wide receiver position that OSU has. You know, um, James Washington, Tyler Wallace, you know, they all played that position. Be that star go-to receiver, and he might have an impact right away next year um, as a freshman, uh, just because he's that talented, and and they're always looking for playmakers like that that he can go in and really wreak some some havoc. Tabri is the tight end. Yes. How well is he at that position? 
what is the impact that coaches are seeing that they like at the collegiate level? You know, I think I think it's his physicality. I mean, I think he's a good blocker. Uh, coaches rave about his blocking ability. I mean, you see him, he's big and uh, got a huge frame, uh, you know, and I think that he's, a, he's an incredible athlete, just like talent. Um, that's going to be huge. He can catch a little. Um, you know, I don't think they expect him to make an impact immediately necessary, necessarily, but I think in the next, you know, few years of his career, he'll be making an impact at that level at the cowboy back position um, as a run blocker. Uh, I imagine that'd be his role primarily, but he can also split out and catch passes as he showed late in the season. Jacob, thanks for taking the time to be a part of the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back. The Oklahoma Super 30 Series, which highlights the top high school football recruits in Oklahoma, began earlier this month. Today was a story about Tabry who was number 19 on that list. If you want to read about him or the other 29 recruits, subscribe to The Oklahoman. You may find something that you like. I'm James D. Jackson, and this has been The Oklahoman Sports Insider.